0: Hey, my name is Rachel, and you're listening to Maker Style, a creative lifestyle podcast where we talk about blogging, small business, and of course, lots and lots of sewing. Listening to Maker Style is like sitting down for a coffee and chat with your BFFs who are just as passionate about making things as you are. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Maker Style Podcast. I am so excited to have you here listening with me today. Thank you for tuning in. I think we're in for a really incredible show today because this topic kind of took me by surprise. And when I had a chance to discover a little bit more, I was so excited and inspired to kind of look at my personal sewing practice in a little bit of a different way. Today, we're going to be talking to Meg from Meg Made Sewing, all about how she approaches the concept of keeping a sewing journal. Yeah, hold up, hold up. I said sewing journal. And before I stumbled on Meg's Instagram page and saw her highlights and kind of learned a little bit more about this practice, I really had no idea about what it would be like to keep a sewing journal. But after talking with her today and learning a little bit more about why she keeps this journal, what's it all about, uh, what do you put in it, you know, all that good stuff. I think it's time for me to start some kind of paper journaling practice of my own in sewing that's a little bit graduated from what I currently do, which is scribble on whatever random sheets of paper that may be available to me at the time, certainly not in one cohesive book. Now, a little bit of background information for you on Meg that I just want to cover real quick before we get into the show. Meg is the current leader and host for Sew My Style 2019. That's how I met her. In addition to keeping a rad sewing journal, she's also a really rad sewist and is doing an excellent job leading the Sew My Style movement this year, which is actually how the two of us met. So I am really excited for you to meet Meg today and learn a little bit about this and Maybe just maybe get inspired to keep a sewing journal of your own. Anyways, without further ado, let's hop on into the episode. I can't wait for you to hear more. Hey friends, one last really exciting point before we get on into the interview. If you want to learn a little bit more about Meg, there's been something really excited that's happening lately. Um, she was the pattern muse behind AK Pattern's latest pattern, the Meg dress. If you purchase the pattern, you can find out a little bit more about her sewing journey in the pattern booklet. And uh, the dress itself is gorgeous. Um, it really suits my personal style. Um, it's like a loose fitting, uh, woven tea dress is how I would describe it with grown on sleeves so you don't have to worry about setting in a sleeve Um, and basically just looks like a dream to wear and super super quick to sew so I would highly recommend you check that out it's called the Meg dress and it was made by AK Patterns and this Meg was the muse for the pattern okay anyways on to the show Meg, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Rachel? I'm doing really, really well. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate having you here.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm very flattered.
0: <laughs> well, do you mind telling tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, I am Meg, Megan. Um, I live in Northern Virginia, just outside of DC with my husband and three cute kiddos. Um And I just, I've been sewing for a really long time, but I've really gotten into it the past couple years um, and rediscovered sewing for myself. Um, And yeah, it's been a lot of fun.
0: That's awesome. Now, for listeners who don't know, Meg and I met through Project Sew My Style this year because we're both on the leadership team. And one thing that I thought that Meg was doing that was really, really cool is that you keep a sewing journal. Like, what is that?
1: Yeah, um, I really like sewing because it balances, like, my right brain and left brain tendencies. Um, So I like to be creative, but I also really like organization and, like, keeping track of everything, keeping detailed notes, and so that's what I do with my sewing journal. Um, So I just use it to keep track of what I'm working on and, you know, what's been printed, what's been cut, what's been sewn, what's been photographed. Um, I also use it to write down notes of any like adjustments I've made or um, the fabrics I used where I got them. Um, And I even write down things about like, um, like what buttonhole settings I like the most for different fabrics or um, top stitching settings or bar tacks. So I don't have to figure it all out again every time I can just flip through this journal and find um, these resources that I've created.
0: That's awesome. And how long have you been keeping this journal for?
1: Um, I started them actually when I started getting back into sewing for myself. So like spring 2017. Awesome. Um, So I've got a couple now that I'm working on. So you're
0: building like a Meg sewing journal library.
1: Yeah. And I still, (laughs) um, like my first journal is the one that has like my, my settings on my machine, if you will, for my like sewing jeans. So cool. I, still, I still pull that one out. You know, I've got it on my shelf where I can um, easily grab it and use it while I'm working. Um, so they're still, like, very relevant. I'm looking at them weekly um, as I work on new projects.
0: That's really cool. Now, from the beginning, since you started making these sewing journals to now, has the kind of content that you put in them changed a little bit? Have you changed in your style?
1: They have changed. So my very first one um my sketches were really really big um and now they're a lot smaller and more detailed um at first i also was maybe writing like the pattern it was just kind of like making a quick note of what i've done Uh um but now i've got a lot more information um you know keeping track of measurements especially for my kids you know every couple months i need to remeasure them um (laughs) keeping track of what the fabric is and where I got it. Cause sometimes I can't remember where I got it. That's the worst, um, you know, to write about it later or if I want to um, patronize that shop again. <laughs> um, and then just like different alterations, what I would do next time. And then sometimes I even write like more typical journaly stuff. Like this is something I'm feeling frustrated with. This is something that I would, like to do or you know where do i fit in the sewing community and how how do i want to um you know build whatever it is that i'm doing um so there's there's a variety of topics or um themes in these journals
0: yeah when you mentioned that it was like the left brain and right brain like really coming together in one spot that Mm -hmm. totally seems like the best way to describe it you know not only you have all your nitty gritty settings and all that important information but also you know your creative sketches which are beautiful so detailed um when I saw when I first learned about your journals I was watching a highlight on your stories and I was just really taken in by the amount of detail that you put into your drawings and sketches and if you guys haven't seen them you should go over to Meg's Instagram account and check that out what's your handle Meg?
1: Uh, Meg Made Sewing. Awesome but what what was really
0: cool about these journal pages, at least that I thought, is that you had the swatch, at least the ones that I saw, like on the book, and you could physically see the swatch of fabric that you had, and the drawing of the dress that you wanted to make was very detailed, and I just thought that was an incredible amount of care to put into something, and you know, sometimes I'll sketch a project before I make it too, but it definitely doesn't look like that, it's... <laughs> much more messy and I definitely don't have a book it's you know whatever piece of paper I can find so the idea of having something that you keep and something that's a habit is it was just really interesting to me
1: yeah it just it kind of matches my personality with things in general like Mm -hmm. um I'm not a very loosey-goosey person I do not (laughs) You know, I don't go with the flow very well. <laughs> um, and so with sewing, like um, I was talking with some friends over the weekend. I don't really like to hack patterns because really I don't really know, like, is the change I'm making, like, it hasn't been tested. It's not like for sure that it's going to turn out the way I want it. I'd rather yeah. just buy a pattern that's doing exactly what I want to do. Um, and so it's the same with my journals. Like I like to make these detailed notes because I want to be in control of as much information as possible. Um, especially for things, you know, like a t-shirt, something that I'm going to make multiple times. I want Mm -hmm. to know exactly what I thought about the size and adjustments that I made, exactly what I would do for next time. Um, and you know, the fabrics that I use. So yeah it's just my (laughs) my (laughs) control side (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's so
0: helpful though because I've definitely I've definitely run into projects where I have made something in the past it might have been a couple years ago and I'm about to make the pattern again and gosh I don't remember a single thing from when I made it the first time around so having a book to refer to would probably be in my best benefit sometimes I go look up like past blog posts that I wrote to remember if I made any adjustments to a pattern. So it's like not the best system that I'm working with right now. So you've kind of got me thinking like if I was to start a sewing journal or if anyone listening was to start a sewing journal, like where do you start? What's the most important information to include? Do you have any tips? Um. Well, first of all, I
1: start with a blank notebook. I don't get uh-huh. lined notebook or anything because um, I just want to be able to like make whatever charts I want to make or you know, draw wherever I want to draw. Um, so having that blank canvas is nice. And then the first thing I would do is, well, so what I do is I do it by month. So, um, I create a chart for that month and, um, I really recommend breaking down the steps. You know, there's a lot more that goes into sewing a garment or a quilt or a bag or whatever it is you're making from like the idea to it actually being finished. You know, like I said before, you've got to maybe print pattern pieces um, or prep them in some way, you know, making your adjustments, cutting them out, taping patterns. Um, You have to cut the fabric, you have to sew it together. And then if you're doing blog content or Instagram content, you've got photos to worry about. Um, And so breaking it down into those steps really helps um, to, you know, know what you need to do and to feel accomplished. Like, you know, I got my pattern cut today. Well, the garment's not complete, but I am halfway there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it, for me, it's a little boost to have it, you know, have it broken down into these little steps. To get the benefit um, of being able to check off the box. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love checking off boxes. <laughs> like, if I do a task during the day and I didn't have it written down on my to-do list, I go back and write it in <laughs> just so I can check it off the box. Sometimes I do that, too, if I'm working through a, <laughs> a list. Oh, feels so good. So um, I definitely recommend that. And then also, you know, start at the beginning of your notebook and write down like, what are some, some loose goals that you want to have? So like some of mine for this year, I feel like I've kind of sewn all of the major categories of garment. So my goal this year was to work with a wider variety of textiles um, instead of, you know, the, the handful that I normally pick um so that's something that I keep in mind as I decide which patterns and which fabrics to put together um each month
0: that's really cool
1: I'm let's
0: just take a quick sidebar because I I am really fascinated by your sewing goal um tell me a little bit about what different textiles you're working with how you kind of came towards that goal and how things have been progressing there
1: um well like I said you know I i I'd made jeans, I'd made dresses, I've made undergarments, like, I feel like I've kind of outerwear and coats. Um, So there wasn't a particular garment that I, like, you know, had as a goal, um, which is something I see a lot. And so I was trying to think of, like, what, how could I challenge myself to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just explore Um, And so I decided it was fabric because I realized I was usually making things with rayon or like um, bamboo rayon knit Uh or um, just cotton, you know, quilting cotton for the kids. Um, And, you know, I'd see these garments on Instagram that other people were making with different fibers and textiles and thought they were so neat. And I decided I needed to try those. So, um, you know, different types of wool and silks are a couple that I've been working on. I just um, ordered some chiffon to try a dress out of chiffon. I did a lace, embroidered lace mesh dress for some um, cherry blossom photos. That's like a big thing in D.C.
0: Mm -hmm. in the spring.
1: So, you know, made a dress for that. Um, So, yeah, just that's the way I'm getting out of my comfort zone is with the fabric instead of patterns.
0: That's really cool. Um, thank you for indulging that unexpected little yeah. question. <laughs> but back to the sewing journal. Um, I thought it was really interesting that you use a blank notebook when you're doing your sewing journal. Because that kind of reminded me a little bit about bullet journaling. And mm-hmm. I have tried bullet journaling in the past. And the thing that I kind of got caught up with in bullet journaling is that there's a lot of pressure to make like these journals really beautiful. And if that's your creative expression that's awesome but if you're not naturally inclined in that kind of way it can be frustrating to look at your book and be like oh you know it's it just looks like scribbles um so I was curious if you ever felt like uh, a pressure to make your book look a certain way um do you like aspire for it to look visually pleasing or is it strictly
1: just for your purposes um that's a really good question so I one of my majors was um visual arts in college um, I went to a small liberal art school in Southern Virginia and, cool. um, one of the things we focused on in the art major and with like, um, study abroad was travel journals. So for each trip that you went on with this particular, um, art professor, we would make our journals um, cool. by hand. And then, um, on your trip, you know, you would do little sketches or write like, he taught us that journaling wasn't necessarily like a catalog of what you did that day. It's, you know, things that you see, thoughts that you have, um, you know, things like that. And so I already kind of had that, like, I guess you could call it training a little bit of how, yeah. to, how to journal um, and bullet journaling, journaling is kind of like that, um, mm-hmm. that style. So, you know, I am, an, I, I did study art and, I do like things to be perfect and (laughs) to be in control. So I do tend to put um, some extra effort into my journals. Um, But of course, like that totally doesn't have to be, you know, it it can be whatever you want it to be. Um, And it it shouldn't be something that's stressful. Like I, I would hate if it was like, Oh, I got to work on my journal again. Like, um, Compared to like um, journaling memories, which is really difficult for me and I never want to do it. Doing, <laughs> these sewing, doing these sewing journals is very easy. You know, I, I, I enjoy doing it every, at the end of every month, I'm excited to plan out the next month um, and tape in my little fabric squares and um, write notes. So it's, you know, whatever works for you if Scribbles works for you, that's awesome. And if you want like <laughs> to have it more, um, I guess you could say curated, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about that with Instagram, like, um, if you want to have it more free flowing, that's great. If you want to have it more curated, you can do that too. It's just whatever works best for you.
0: That's awesome. You totally have me inspired right now, just to like, go on out and like, get doodling and journaling and like, using paper, because I use paper in a lot of other places in my life like I have a notebook that just follows me around for jotting things down but nothing dedicated for sewing so this is giving me a lot to think about yeah but and it's so, it's sorry really, you go ahead. oh
1: sorry <laughs> it's really nice to have like this tangible book because we definitely like live in this um, very digital age where we do so much on our phones and computers um, but this is one thing that I really like to have Um, a physical book that I have written in and um, drawn in. Um, Mm -hmm. And then even like at the end of the year, when I tally everything that I've made for the year, it's so fun to go back and, and remember things that I had forgotten I made. And, Oh, you know, I, I loved that fabric or my daughter looked so cute in that dress. Or my son was so happy when I made him that whatever um so it, it really does become like a keepsake um beyond just an organizational tool
0: yeah and I think your kids will get a cook out of seeing that too when they're a little bit older yeah like, I don't know I don't know if they're old enough now that that's really something that they like understand but I could only imagine like my nan so's that if I could see a book of like things that she was working on from back in the day I would think that would be super cool
1: that would be cool and even just to see like what styles they were drawn to and yeah you know things like that
0: <laughs> now something that you mentioned earlier on in our conversation that I thought was kind of interesting is that you mentioned that you keep track like a list of things that you need to sew for the project but you also have a couple of things that you note that you want to accomplish for the, the project as a blogger so things like taking the pictures stuff like that can you talk a little bit about how you incorporate if at all like blogging responsibilities or, I guess not responsibilities, but like blogging tasks into your sewing journal and kind of how those two things relate? Mm.
1: Um, yeah, I'm realizing now that beyond <laughs> just the, just the checkmark for the photographs, I don't really annotate any other part of the digital process. Um, That's kind of cool, though. I think it's because the photos is the biggest hump. Um, yes. <laughs> just like, you know, I got to, I, and of course I don't have to, I am just choosing to, you know, do my hair and put makeup on and um, you got to make sure the weather is okay. And of course and I've got to figure out like, what do I do with the three kids? And like, <laughs> can we put the youngest to bed and let the other two stay up and play outside while well, my husband and I try to take pictures and the dog yes. is trying to run into the picture. Like, <laughs> So I think I'm just like, as long as I can make it to that point. <laughs> yes. Then like it's all good. Then the editing and the and the writing part, like that's not so bad. I can do that during nap time. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. fine.
0: <laughs> uh, Pictures are a whole beast.
1: Oh yeah. They're they're the <laughs> toughest part right now at this phase of life.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think I hear that from everyone though, like regardless of the space in life, you're always battling against the light or like life and Mm -hmm. it can be difficult to get them done but i also think that like maybe not including too much about what you're doing for like blogging keeps the book from evolving too much into like your business book and maybe having them both in the same place would work for some people but i'm just wondering if there's kind of a nice a little bit of a nice delineation between you know this is your creative sewing stuff and then a lot of people treat their blog a little bit more like a business and so having the nitty-gritty about what you want to do to you know reach more people with this post or different topic ideas that you think have good keywords in them
1: don't necessarily need to live in the same place and um those are some good points I don't really think about my blog post that much in terms of like audience growth or um analytics Mm -hmm. um I just you know if I am um doing a post that's sponsored by a fabric store or a pattern company or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I always want to pick something that I'm excited to make or a fabric that I wear. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, my time is valuable just like everybody else. And so I don't want to be working on something that I don't want in my book. (laughs) (laughs) I love Um, that. That
0: That's a great perspective. uh,
1: So I, at least in my chart, I annotate, um, you know, like with a little star symbol things that are for other people, you know, that might have a deadline, um, just so I can keep track of like, you know, what needs priority, um, to get done. But other than that, it all just goes in one place. And whatever I write up on the blog is what I write up on the blog. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome.
0: Now, do you find yourself referring to the book at all when you, do you write your blog post at the end?
1: Um, yeah, I do actually, because that's where I list, you know, like what size I made and whatever alterations I made to the pattern, what I didn't like about the pattern, what I did like, what I would do again, um, that kind of thing. So it is a useful tool that I keep using even after the garment is finished. That is
0: like so smart. I think back to all the times that I like struggled to remember a detail that I wish I would have written down. Like, it just seems like such a simple solution to all these little problems that I sometimes come across in my sewing practice, and just a novel you know, idea we, that I never
1: really considered. We all do it. We always think that we're going to remember, <laughs> and of course,
0: we never do. Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I'm just about to cough too. It's we're both like battling a cold. Before this interview <laughs> so that we could hopefully be better, but. <laughs> this is a springtime cold. That's just kicking around forever. Yeah. Um, but Meg, I do want to let you go shortly because I know you're not feeling good and neither am I, but I do want to close with just one last quick question and ask, you know, if anyone's been listening to this and they're like, okay, I think I'm going to start a sewing journal. Do you have any closing thoughts or tips that you'd just like to share, um, to help someone get started?
1: Um, I would just start with a project or two that you are really passionate about because the more that you're excited about what you're going to make, the more you're going to want to do this, I get, you know, extra work, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to record it and, and to put in that extra thought. Um, So yeah, pick some things that you're really excited about or that, you know, you really want to challenge yourself with um, and then just immerse yourself in it and draw and write down, things about it and cut out your little fabric swatch, and it will become such a precious little journal by the end of the year that's awesome it just kind of summarizes
0: exactly what you said before to pick a project that is totally worthy of your book so that's awesome thank you so much Meg for coming on the show today it's been great to talk with you and I feel like after speaking with you online for so long it was nice just to be able to chat and get to know you in person
1: yeah, I
0: really enjoy talking with you too, Rachel. Well, Meg, do you mind letting the audience know where they can go to learn a little bit more about you and your sewing and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, so my Instagram handle is Meg made Sewing and my website or blog is megmade sewing.com. So nice and easy. they're both the same. Perfect. Um, yeah, and my name is Meg Flushman, so if you find me, that's the one you want. <laughs> <laughs> awesome and keep in mind guys if you
0: want to see some really cool pictures and videos of Meg's sewing journals in action she has a highlight on Instagram where you can go check out all the details they're really cool and I highly recommend that you do just because they're so interesting
1: thank you so much Rachel
0: (laughs) yeah no worries thank you it's been such a pleasure and I hope you have a wonderful
1: evening thanks you too see you soon bye
0: So everyone, that's it for today's episode of the Maker Style Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it, and I would love to hear more about what you thought of today's episode over on Instagram. You can follow me at maker.style there, and I would love to hang out and chat with you about all that we discussed today on the pod. In addition, I want to let you know that you can follow podcasts and subscribe, and if you're not currently subscribed, if you're new to the land of podcasts, I highly recommend that you do. Totally free, you'll get a notification whenever I release a new show, and it will automatically download it so you can listen offline while you're in the car, while you're grocery shopping, while you're going to go pick your kids up from school, anytime you want. Super, super convenient. It's basically a way of making all the boring moments in life a whole lot more fun. And lastly, if you enjoyed today's show, please consider giving us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us out and spreads the word about MakerStyle to everyone else in the world. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you again soon. Bye!